0: When I first started with Kanye, it was literally just doing his auto tune and vocal effects uh, wow. live. So I would uh, improvise with him, turn on the auto tune when he was singing, turn it off when it wasn't, made sure it was in the right key, and right. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as to not get fired, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, progressed into doing more uh, custom stuff with him: pitch shifting, delays on certain notes, um, really just like almost. Um, anticipating things that he would do at the show because I got to know his um, flows and his behaviors pretty well in the show. So mm, I would cool. sometimes like even turn on a delay in a moment where I thought he might like to use the delay and he would hear it and realize it was on and then he would start vibing and getting into it. <laughs>
1: episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out. And DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features annual fee, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. Check out Good. Welcome to the New Music Business Podcast. I am your host, Ari Herstand, author of How to Make It in the New Music Business. Today on the show is Laura Escudé. She is a fantastic violinist and programmer, producer. She is actually Ableton's first ever official certified trainer. Uh, She used to actually, uh, she was hired by Ableton to teach people there. Then she left, and she has been on tour with the likes of Kanye West, The Weeknd, Harry Styles, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey, Logic, Herbie Hancock, Jay Z, to name a few. She now teaches other people how to do what she's done so successfully, specifically program big pop shows, big arena shows, hip hop shows, and she does it all. She's the one behind the scenes. Sometimes she's been on stage. Sometimes she's been side stage, backstage, front of house. She's been everywhere. We talk all about that, but also as we both were in quarantine at the time, uh, we chat about how she's making it work right now with all the shutdowns, with the entire live touring industry shut down, what she's doing, and what you can do right now as well. It was a very informative episode. Um, I loved chatting with Laura, catching up with her. Uh, We've known each other for a few years now, and it's a really uh, insightful conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. As always, please like and subscribe and follow this podcast, however you're listening to this right now. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts if that's how you are listening to this. It really helps. Visit ariestake.com to sign up for the email list where you'll get notified every time we release a new episode. Of course, you can follow me on Instagram at Ari or at Ari's Take. Also on Twitter, it's the same at Ari Herstand at Ari's Take. All right, let's kick into the show. Where are you coming to us from? Where's your your where are you uh, harboring safe harboring in place, <laughs> sheltering in place here?
0: I actually prefer that instead of quarantining because I'm like, no, we're yeah. not quarantining, we're sheltering. <laughs> we're um, sheltering right. I'm in LA specifically, Glendale Eastside.
1: Okay. You have a little like home studio setup. This is really uh, nice for people who are just listening to this. She's got. Yeah. Uh, well, will you explain? You got a bunch of cool toys happening right now behind you. What's going yeah, on there?
0: I've got a Moog Subsequent 37. Mm-hmm. Got a Novation Peak, a Moog Mother 32. Oh yeah, I've got a, a Apollo and a um, couple violins and yeah. controllers and stuff like that. Yeah, cool.
1: It's a nice. It's a. Gr- this is like you know when you do your Rolling Stone uh, uh, cover photo. It's like this is this is the shot because it's like you got all mm. your electronic toys, but then your violin is sitting right there, kind of where it all began. Exactly.
0: Right. <laughs> got to put that in the middle. Yeah. Right. You got that right in the middle. That's cool. Um,
1: nice. So what have you been doing? How have you been quarantining? And are you still working? I mean, you said you're doing a bunch of these Zoom calls and everything. Oh, my gosh. W- like, what are, you, what are you doing all day, every day?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> on Zoom, find me on Zoom. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's so much to talk about with you just because yeah. – you know um obviously there's like g- stuff from ab5 to my company to yeah. online education to yeah. touring and and all the things but you know as you know i toured for many years mm-hmm. um mostly with kanye various other artists and what was the last
1: time you uh, did a kanye tour
0: the pablo tour actually well so i did the pablo tour but then i did a show with him probably i don't know Maybe, I think it was like a year and a half ago, something like that. Kind of right before the Sunday services started.
1: Gotcha. Okay. And you were doing the uh, playback for Kanye and those tours?
0: Yeah, the Ableton Live playback, vocal effects, auto-tune, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right.
1: You are the first ever Ableton certified trainer. What does that mean, first off?
0: Well... At the time, when I first became certified, it didn't really mean anything, but um, (laughs) I used to work at Ableton uh, back in 2007, 2008, and uh, as a product specialist, and they were developing the the program, the certification program, and um, (laughs) it's actually kind of a funny story. They made me a certified trainer, but they laid me off. So, oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> can't take that away uh, though. <laughs> I
0: love that, but it, you know, but it was like, uh, wait a minute, but what about my job? Um, yeah. No, yeah, but wow. we've d- had a great, you relationship get this certificate
1: with, instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but actually, what it meant was uh, I started getting pretty big gigs with, with artists soon thereafter wow. um, because I was the first and because I was working there and um, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but this is actually when the economy first tanked. So right. the first yes. time, well in my life. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, that was an interesting situation, but basically it just means you're someone that knows a lot about this software and right. you are deemed by Ableton to be an expert in the software
1: How did you start to land bigger gigs because of this?
0: Well, at the time when I became certified, there weren't a lot of other certified trainers. So, I mean, my first big gig was in 2009. Cirque du Soleil found me on the Ableton website and Um, called me and said, hey, do you want to move to Vegas and work on this show? And (laughs) I was like, sure. I had no idea that that was even a thing. So I did that and that kind of jump started my career in live show programming.
1: Yeah. yeah. So did that lead to the Kanye gig? Was he? Was that kind of one of the first ones? I think I read somewhere that you were actually training his playback engineer initially, and then you kind of moved into that role yourself?
0: Yeah. So it was actually a connection from uh, a salesperson I knew at West LA Music. Huh. And from when I used to go there in my Ableton days, uh, talking about the software, doing demos and stuff like that. And he mm-hmm. just said, hey, do you want to meet this guy, Anthony Kilhoffer?" Shout out, Anthony. Um, who mm-hmm. is an incredible engineer and said, sure, started hanging out with Anthony. And then pretty soon after that, Anthony was like, God, I don't really want to do this touring thing. And I was like, okay, slide me in there.
1: <laughs> cool. Oh, nice. So what does a, uh, a playback engineer do for these live? And I, I know you did like sh- show design as well for certain mm-hmm. tours as well. So what does that look like? And kind of mechanically, what is, what is your role?
0: So a playback engineer is someone who's responsible for all the music that's played back in the show. Um, So for instance, when an artist is just starting out, they might have a DJ, right? They just have Mm -hmm. someone who's playing back a two track. And then they get to a certain point in their career where they want to have a band. They want to have Mm -hmm. in-ear monitors. They want to have a click in their in-ears. They want to Mm. um, have time code and lighting and video, and they want to have it all synced together. They want to have custom versions of songs and edits of songs and transitions. So it's our job to make sure that all of the music sounds the way that the artist and the musical director wants it to sound like on stage.
1: Mm. Cool. Yeah. So, um, right, That that's quite the operation and um, in, in, in quite uh, the shift from just a, a DJ <laughs> and an MC or something like that. Um, that's cool. And that's, I mean, that is one of the, you know, even on a small scale, I have some friends uh, who, who tour with lighting rigs. Um, that they sync to Ableton and, you know, and they're playing clubs, they're playing. So it's not something that it's, it's only an arena show can do necessarily. Um, like I, I know that uh, those capabilities kind of at every scale and every level artists are experimenting with them. Um, when you got started with that, um, what was kind of expected of you and, and how did you evolve in the role and, and did the role shift as you from like artist to artist, tour to tour? And, and what was uh, what were those expectations?
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah, um when I first started with Kanye, it was literally just doing his auto tune and vocal effects uh, yeah. live, so I would uh improvise with him, turn on the auto tune when he was singing, turn it off when it wasn't, made sure it was in the right key, and right. all that kind of stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so asked to not get fired um yeah. <laughs> and uh you know progressed into doing more uh custom stuff with him, pitch shifting delays on certain notes, um really just like almost um, anticipating things that he would do at the show because I got to know his um, flows and his behaviors pretty well in the show. So mm, I would cool. sometimes like even turn on a delay in a moment where I thought he might like to use the delay and he would hear it and realize it was on and then he would start vibing and getting into it. And cool. start, it's, it's kind of like playing uh yeah. which was which is great or like turn on a pitch shifter and make his voice sound like super deep and you know like mm-hmm. a monster and um <laughs> those are some great moments um and then you know so that was first it was just that cuz he did have a dj um Mm -hmm. and then at a certain point came to like well we want to have clicks we want to have in-ears and we want to have i mean everyone is on in-ears but we want to have clicks Mm -hmm. we want to have cues we want to have time code at times we want to get a little bit fancier so then it progressed into you know doing all the music playback and working with the stems and you know uh creating all of the transitions and sound effects and VOs and all that kind of stuff um so that was with him and then other artists uh for example like Porter Robinson, um, you know, I worked with him to design his World's Tour show. And that was from uh, his transition from being a DJ into being a live performer and performing with Ableton and controllers and, Mm. you know, working with him to help him design how he wanted his live show to sound and what controllers he wanted to use and how he wanted to perform them. And, you know, Mm. so it's been very different. Also, Herbie Hancock, you know, I'm a violinist and live performer myself, and I worked Mm with Herbie for on his solo uh performance and basically just showed him what I was doing and we kind of adapted that for his live performance. Uh, What's the Herbie show cool.
1: look like? That's interesting because that's quite a shift from a Kanye show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would imagine that Herbie is just all analog, but no.
0: Well, I mean you would think, but uh he decided to start incorporating live looping and controllerism and tars cool. and having, you know, different systems on stage. So having like his main piano rig and then having like a completely other rig with a foot pedal so he could loop himself with wireless cool. stuff and you know, so
1: Was yeah. he looping through Ableton?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Cool, mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. He's always been such an innovator. I don't did you ever see that video of him and Quincy uh, Quincy Jones back in like I want to say it was maybe the 80s or something like that and I, I don't remember who's teaching who I think it was Herbie teaching Quincy how like these cool new synthesizers worked on a computer and there was like he would show them on the computer it was like one of those you know computers with just like the green writing and like some little images there and it was like he got it to like link up to the computer and it was like such this crazy innovative technology and like him and Quincy are geeking out on it oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool video yeah yeah but he's I haven't, always been innovative. I've seen that.
0: But yeah, I mean, he, it really is. That's I mean, cool. he's just so hungry. Like, just to work with him was amazing because he awesome. really didn't just phone it in. He was like, I want to know exactly what you're doing, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> which is cool. really cool. Yeah. That's and we also, he also took me to his meditation classes with him too, which oh. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what kind of meditation does he practice?
0: Um, he's a, a form of Buddhist meditation. Okay. Yeah. Cool. He's oh, wow. uh yeah, it was it was really interesting and very cool. Um nice. honored.
1: When you're did you tour with him or just kind of help him get set up?
0: No, I didn't tour with him. I just uh okay. work, was working with him in LA at his studio. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When when you do tour with artists, are you where are you positioned? Are you at front of house or are you side stage by monitors? <laughs>
0: Uh, it will depend. So with artists like Kanye, I wasn't actually on on stage. So I Mm -hmm. would be next to the monitor world. And then uh, Mm -hmm. with other artists, like for instance, Miguel, I toured with him for a year on his wild heart tour. And I was in his band as a DJ Mm slash playback engineer, you know, so. Um, certain acts want to have the flexibility of a DJ style setup with mm-hmm. that person on stage. And so it kind of makes sense to combine the role. It, it, it takes the right person, of course, because a lot of people that are playback engineers don't want to be on stage. And a right. lot of people that want to <laughs> be on stage do not want to be playback engineers. Uh, but for yeah. me, since I'm a performer, um, you know, it was natural to kind of like combine the two roles. And then then when the artist is like, hey, I'm feeling like doing this particular song right now they can just look on this over on the stage and communicate with you directly and you know kind of see you and vibe versus getting into a talk back microphone no. and being like hey i want to go to you know whatever song mm-hmm. it is it's just the, the dynamics on stage it depends on what the artist wants the stage the band to look like and what mm-hmm. kind of control yeah
1: cool nice um <clears throat> So you, how many years did you actually tour basically? I mean, I, I was looking at your list. I mean, you were out with, uh, I mean, just, it's a laundry list of, of artists, uh, for years. Um, was this, uh, how many years were you kind of living on the road?
0: I would say like heavily, probably seven, seven years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it back in 2016, I had a massive health crisis, and if okay. folks want to read about this, it's I, I wrote about it in a an article on Medium. It's called "Hustle Healthier," and mm-hmm. I just talk about you know my journey and um. So after if you this, you don't mind? Will you, can, you, can you? Oh give yeah, us a I can go into yeah, yeah, it. Like sure.
1: what 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 happened?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was just pushing myself really hard. I mm-hmm. had. I spent a week. I did a show with Iggy Azalea, Miguel, and Kanye in three nights back to back in three different cities. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which was crazy. Um, And, you know, um, I went out with my friends one night. It was like Valentine's Day in 2016. And we went out and, you know, uh, just kind of which just was blowing off steam because of like all of this, you know, intensity that I'd just gone through. Mm -hmm. And I woke up the next day and I just, I felt like terrible and I I just felt increasingly bad. And Mm. I ended up going to the hospital and was in the hospital for like, um, split split up over a couple of times, but like 20 days um, because I had eaten something or ingested something that made me really ill and um you know my stomach just uh my digestion just completely shut down i couldn't eat anything i couldn't drink anything yeah it was it was awful and so you know that really changed my life um for the better you know i Mm -hmm. wasn't like a crazy partier but definitely you know did my fair share of the touring world as you can imagine and you know you know after that just completely quit drinking just started treating myself a lot better and you know have basically since then that that was four years ago uh, Mm -hmm. have been alcohol free which i'm really stoked on i feel amazing just like the clarity that i feel now and have now is is awesome that's just for me personally i'm not saying for everyone but yeah yeah. for me personally it just like really works for me and um And yeah, so through that experience, I just decided, you know, that I was going to slow down a bit more and I Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of experience life at home. Like what, what is life at home like and (laughs) who am I and who am I outside of these artists that I had been, you know, working with for some time and I enjoyed it and I toured the world and I experienced a lot, but it was like, who is Laura? Who am I as an artist and, you know... What am I doing? So um, after that, after that moment was really when I, I I had had my company before that, Electronic Creatives, but I really mm-hmm. kind of put a lot more effort into it after that because I had stopped touring. So I started giving a lot of tours to friends of mine, you know, people that were working for my company, and kind of ramped up on that um, that area after that.
1: Wait, well, yeah, let's talk. Um, tell me about your company a little bit, uh, Electronic yeah. Creatives, and because I know you've done. bit of uh teaching and you've been you've trained uh quite a few engineers to kind of head out on on some pretty massive tours as well and they've kind of gone through your program what is what is the program what is the the company
0: so the company originally started in 2011 when i got a call from a little known artist management called the weekend and uh, uh at the time he was just starting to pop off and i was like wow this is amazing and they said, hey, do you want to do this tour? And I said, well, I can't do it, but I have this other person who I think would be great for it. And I called my friend and I said, hey, you know, the weekend, you we got this tour, do you want to do it? And he was like, who? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, 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 right. It's great, like, you're going to love it. And yeah. uh, and uh, so that was kind of how it, it started. I just was getting a lot of calls for work where people wanted to hire me and I wanted to take the gigs but couldn't. So I started mm. training people and then... Pretty soon, you know, my company started growing, training more people. And then I got the idea to train people uh, more than one person at one time, which seemed like a smart idea, right? Like,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> spending all this time training one person right. and then another person and another person. We like, all wow. learn. I, I <laughs> yep,
1: <laughs> went through that journey. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I started Master Track, which is our uh, playback engineering program. Cool. And, um, yeah, just, you know, built up uh, it basically an agency for playback engineers as well as an education uh, wing, uh, which is MasterTrack.
1: Is that what it – so it sounded like an agency initially, but it was cool. I mean because it's, it's this hybrid thing because they, you actually train them to get to a point where you feel confident enough. Whereas like, you know, in, in music or in, in the acting world or anything, agents aren't training their people. They're not putting them through a training program, but it's kind of like – you, it's almost like an apprenticeship, more or less, that then you then send them off. But Is it structured? Is it still kind of a hybrid of of uh, training, education, and agency? Or are those pretty separate, as in like you have your roster, commission-based, you send them off, that deal, and then you also have your training programs?
0: I mean, it, it's still very much integrated, um, but I only hire folks that I really feel are going to be good for the company and for the brand, you know? Sure. So like, you know, for the training program, we do vet people pretty heavily because we, you know, these are trade secrets and we don't want just right. anyone coming in and, you know, mm-hmm. taking them. But, um, you know, at the, at the, end of that, you know, a lot of the people have gone out and just done their own thing. And then some folks I've snagged and said, okay, you're awesome. You're coming with us
1: <laughs> yeah. kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So cool. that's the way that it has been working. Of course, now, <laughs> Mm -hmm. Things are very different.
1: (laughs) Yes, right, yes. Tours are all canceled. Every single tour is shut down for, like, a year.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. At least. Yeah, so that's been, you know, of course, crazy, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it just literally, and everyone who's in the music world went through the same thing, so it's not just us, but we literally went from having, you know, a Harry Styles tour and, Mm -hmm. you know... Lil Wayne and, like, all these artists uh, to nothing. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and, you know, so actually a cool thing, though, is for some of my folks, um, because of AB5, which I, you know, of course have been following... Yeah. Your journey with this very heavily, <laughs> um, as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, last year when all of this stuff, I started c- to catch wind of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I hired an operations consultant to come in to my company and make us compliant because uh. the company had, you know, gotten to a certain point where, you know like i had handled a lot of things for a while but you know i had started hiring out like different consultants and you know people, for people i'm
1: gonna just pause one second for yeah. people who don't know what you're talking about uh with ab5 and and don't know my work with it ah, uh yes it, it right ab5 uh was the california uh, gig workers law that was passed in september 2019 and went into effect january of 2020 basically uh required that anyone who was uh, kind of hiring anyone else that was in their industry, uh, you would have to hire them as a W2 employee versus a 1099 contractor, Uh, which is a huge deal because in the music industry, we hire band members, we hire recording engineers, we hire everybody as 1099 independent contractors. I hire a drummer for a gig, uh, pay him a couple hundred bucks. He shouldn't be considered my employee and get out, you know, Uh, with all the requirements that, that go into that. And there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of, you know, tax withholding, setting up payroll companies, uh, you know, insurance, um, workers comp insurance, unemployment insurance, all that stuff, a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, we, music industry has always operated with 1099s, independent contractors, I hire forty to fifty people a year. I'm sure you're probably the same and get hired yourself. You're yeah. an employee and an employer in the same gig, oftentimes, contracting this person, contracting that. So right, I worked to overturn this law or I should say amend the law. The law's not being overturned, but uh the music industry has gotten an exemption. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but we were successful with our okay. I yeah. know.
0: <laughs> Props. Heck yeah. Right. It's
1: being it's actually being <laughs> voted on next week. Uh oh, so the, wow. the amendment bill. Uh, AB two, two, five, seven. Um, but anyway, I'm curious to hear your experience with that. So you actually hired somebody to come in to become compliant.
0: Yes. Yes. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I felt like, you know, I'm a creative that started a business and at a certain point with the business, I was like, okay, wow. Like I actually need to hire business people, people Mm -hmm. that know about stuff that I don't know about. And when this I caught wind of A B five, I was like, mm. okay, I absolutely don't know what to do here. I don't know yep. what the right thing to do is. So I had someone come in and, you know, put um a good chunk of my people on payroll, um, you know, which of course, as you know, is very Quite expensive, expensive. Yep. for a business owner. And you know uh it's not like i could just say to our clients hey okay so we're just raising our rates now because of this law you know <laughs> right. so the margins you know became a lot smaller um hmm. you know which is very challenging but i knew that i had to become compliant because i didn't want to get in trouble right yeah so um so we became compliant shortly after uh, September, actually, because I was like, wow. you know, I want to get ahead of this. You know, um, I was also like, you know, we were building our team and like really just putting things together and just getting things really tight and uh, with the help of this consultant and uh, several consultants. I mean, I've invested heavily in many wow. different consultants over the years to help me get the business where to where it is. Sure. Um So, when COVID hit and when all of this, the tour started going away, you know, I had to lay everyone off. Not everyone, but pretty much everyone off, right? Because there's no work. So, the silver lining in becoming compliant with AB5, and this is before I knew about the exemption, Mm -hmm. but the silver lining is that the people that I did put on payroll were able to collect unemployment.
1: Right, right. And so that is, you know, for for employees for workers, um, that's obviously a benefit. However, that's why oh, now. We, yeah. we lobbied so hard. Uh, additionally, we lobbied Congress uh, to for the PUA. Uh, the the um, part of the stimulus package uh, was to provide benefits for independent contractors because so many musicians and people in the music industry are not employees and now we're actually it's a new thing every week because now now the thing is it's like well a lot of artists have mixed income and if you you know we did like one show that was w2 or did one tour or played, you know one gig that you were w2 then you have to file unemployment insurance and so like some people are saying when they have to do that and you're like not allowed to file for the um PUA uh um insurance or the um that part of the stimulus package which covers independent contractors and they're like, well, you know, it says that I only made 1200 dollars last year because it was like one gig when in reality it's such a tiny fraction of all the monies. It's like what they're calling mixed income right now. Um, So now we're trying to, you know, it's it was funny going through this whole AB5 process, like meeting with legislators, talking with the unions, talking with everybody about this there's so many people who just don't understand how our industry works. Um, Mm. You know, I guess it makes sense, but it's like when we're such in the weeds and we, it just makes so much sense. So it's like, of course this is how it works. But then like you start to talk to politicians and they're like, well, you know, if you're a worker, you should be on payroll. And it's like, yeah, but do you understand? Like in one gig, I'm both an employee of the venue theoretically under AB five and an employer of my backup band. They're like, wait, I don't understand that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not just a worker. I'm also an employer in the same gig that goes both ways. And like, there's so many of these weird nuances that happen with that. And so it's like, absolutely, you know, um, I, I think I think a silver lining that's coming out of all of this with COVID, AB five, everything is that we're helping educate Congress, politicians, legislators on how our industry operates and the nuances around it. And then not just our industry, anyone any gig worker, independent contractor, how it's not so black and white that, like, you're employed by a company on W-2 and you literally just get one W-2 and a paycheck every two weeks and, like, you're done. Like, you know, you'll get maybe 40 1099s at the end of the year and a W-2 because you work various gigs, and that's just something that, you know – we're trying to educate people on so that the laws can catch up with the reality of our industry.
0: Absolutely. Well, kudos to you. I mean, it's just incredible the work that you've done and just the the care that you have for musicians and artists i mean it's absolutely needed and, and necessary and it's amazing so thank you thank for you. doing
1: that I, I was literally tweeting with the assemblywoman who wrote ab5 at 245 in the morning we were getting Whoa. into twitter battles like Whoa. it was it, like no <laughs> joke like literally she's tweeting at me and i'm tweeting back at her and i'm like you're wrong this is not how it's going and she's like blah, blah. and I'm like i got her to delete her entire twitter thread like it was oh yeah Whoa. it was it was Fucking nuts. And like someday wow. I'm going to tell, like, do the tell all of like how this all went down. But I'm, I'm waiting until this thing gets passed. Yeah. Pretty crazy. <laughs>
0: wow. I can't wait for that tell all. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm
1: going to have to write the tell all. But <laughs> anyway, this is your interview. I just went on a fucking uh, no, tangent. Thank Sorry you. about that. No, no
0: that's great. No, it's awesome. I mean, it I just, like cut. I was just thinking anyone who's still listening to this is a real music business. Yeah. Motherfucker, you know what I
1: mean. Well, that's the thing, and that's like what every. Uh, that's why we call the show the new music business. This is right. Like, there's only the music yeah. business heads that are in here. Yeah. That's yeah, why, yeah. like, the, the, we open up with like, will you please explain the gear that you have right now? Because right, right. like, yeah. Because you know, like that's what everyone is on. So anyway. Yeah. Um, quick i want to let you know about two lost two lost is a new distribution company to the space and let me tell you i am very impressed with them i i got a full deep dive demo with the founder and yeah they're very innovative and when you come into the distribution space at this stage with how crowded it is you better be innovative and they are yes they will get your music out to spotify apple music all the places plus 450 other outlets around the world They do not take a commission. This is why 300,000 artists and labels have already used them. They've already distributed 7 million songs. They offer payment splitting, and they don't charge your collaborators for this service for the payment splitting. They will just pay your collaborators directly for free. They have publishing administration with BMG, so you know it's legit. A lot of distributors have, have... fallen into trouble with using some other uh, less than legit pub admin services? Well, 2 Losses is partnered with BMG. You know it's legit. They offer instant royalty advances. Uh, this is something that's very cool. And if you have historical streaming data and you need just a bulk payment up front, they can see how much your music has earned in the past. I'm like, all right, we think we know what you're going to earn in the next three years. Here's a check for 100 grand or whatever it will be. And you can just click a button and you get that distributed and um, into your account immediately they do lyrics and credits distribution for free they have a very innovative analytics platform where yes you will see real-time analytics for spotify apple music but also pandora deezer soundcloud and peloton they're the only ones that do peloton Uh, they also have a service where you can search the internet wherever your music is being used And it will just show you a chart of everywhere, every TikTok video, everywhere, every YouTube video, everywhere your music is possibly being used. I've never seen this before. That was very cool. They'll register you with SoundExchange. And they have a fraud prevention tool, and they're doing fraud prevention. So if you're worried about your music, you know, getting a bot attack or something like that and getting ripped down, which we've seen is a big issue, uh, they have fraud prevention tools that are better than most other distributors that I have seen. Check out 2Lost. You can just go to 2 use the promo code Ari's Take for three months free and try them out. Let them know what you think. So, but back to your your training and your agency and your courses and all that stuff because the thing is that, like, the most people who are listening to this, who are tuning in, they're musicians they're managers, they're people yep. who want to know how to get into the game and want to know yeah. what you've done and how to do it. Yeah. What advice do you give people who want to go on tour with some of these big artists when touring can come back around? They want to get on tour. They want to either be the playback operator or in the band or something, a DJ, whatever. Like, what, what, What's your bit of advice? How do you guide them to do that?
0: I mean, the the main thing is being really good at what you do. I mean, that is, of course, a, a given. But making those connections, you know, and just like helping out in the biz. And I did a ton of that before I ever got gigs, like big gigs, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to be around the right people and make connections and offer to help out. And, um, you know, so but... So give me an
1: example of that, because like, I think when people hear I make connections... I think that's that's intimidating and daunting. They're like, well, mm-hmm. who do I make connections with? How do I make those connections? Who are these people? Where do I go? Yeah, <laughs> is there like a is there like a place that you got you're to go hang out at Cantors at two in the morning? Like, where do you Zoom. go? Zoom.
0: Well, now it's, <laughs> we're on Zoom. You know, right? Right? <laughs> right. I mean, I guess in, in some circles, yes. I mean, obviously, with like jam card and you know Mm -hmm. all those kinds of events you know you show up and you you rub elbows with musicians and other people and you know, uh, for me, like in the Ableton community, it's going to the user groups and being on, you know, on the the Facebook groups and, you know, sharing knowledge and helping out. I mean, just like really, especially now just sharing knowledge, helping out as much as possible, even if you don't know a bunch of stuff, just like offering to help, like, you know, and I'll tell you about this in a minute, but I'm I'm in the middle of my transmute online course right now. And um, you know, I have had people hitting me up, saying, Hey, can I help out i don't even i don't want to get paid. I just really want to be in your circle. I just want to be you know learning from you and if if I can help you and and you can benefit from that like that's great and i and I've done several trade situations with people right now just because you know they want to learn what I know, and I need their help so just, just stuff like that. Just like reaching yeah. out as much as possible to someone, people that you really admire that you want to be on their radar. Look, like you're, you know, tweeting it two in the morning. I mean, people right. we do read our Instagram messages. I mean, right. I, I do have an assistant who also does read them. So don't like right, right, right. <laughs> write anything crazy. But like, you know, yeah, it's, um, it's just like reaching out and making those connections as much as possible. You
1: know, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, you make a really good point in that. Offering to help someone, and not just thinking about I need something. This is about me. Like, yeah. how can I get uh, the help that I need? And me, me, me. This is more about if you offer to help someone, and everyone can help out in some capacity, no matter what level of your career you're at. Yeah, uh, anyone can offer support to someone else and help out. And I say, and like, I I think a, a really great practical thing that you mentioned is Facebook groups. You're yeah. in Facebook groups, uh the Ableton Facebook groups, but there's Facebook groups for virtually everything out there. Uh-huh. I'm in an artist manager's Facebook group and there's like eight thousand artist managers in this group. It's insane from all over the world. But like people who are most active in there and yeah. offering support and showing their knowledge are the ones that are people think of first. When oh, yeah. they are like, oh, there's an opportunity. I need somebody who knows something like this. Like, oh, that person. It's just being top of mind is exactly. really what it is a lot of the time.
0: Truly top of mind. Yeah. Those people that have been most active in my Facebook groups, you know, I have a, one, the Transmute community for live performers mm-hmm. who want to elevate their live performances um, using technology. Um Uh, the people that are in there that are constantly, you know, sharing and helping uh, and helping other people. Those are the people that I think of, well, oh, wow. Like this person could, you know, if, I'm doing a master class or if I'm doing something like, hey, you can come to this thing that I'm doing or I just invite them and, you know, there's mm-hmm. like a synergy. In fact, uh, I just am doing a trade with someone to be my community manager for the group. She's taking my course, you know. So there's all kinds of like interesting things, you know, I think that can and she really wanted to know the information. So it's like a just a great win-win there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, So let's talk about Transmute. So this is, um, can you give people kind of a rundown of what Transmute is?
0: Yeah. So um, after I had the health crisis in 2016, I, you know, had like a rebirth of sorts and I started getting really into health and wellness and, you know, meditation and yoga. I'd already, I'd been into that stuff, but just more heavily just realized how much I needed this for my soul, my productivity, everything that I was Mm -hmm. doing in my life. I started getting really into Byron Katie's work. Uh, it's called the work and uh, did the nine day retreat with her, which is completely life-changing. It's all on thought mm-hmm. work and, and uh, the stories that we tell ourselves and about who we nice. are and changing those stories and patterns. And um, so, that year i decided to host my first transmute retreat and i just had gravitated towards the word because it means you know transformation moving from one form of energy to another and i was like cool. almost like facilitating my own transformation because i just you know oh. had come out of this hectic touring world where i was just like go 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 crazy high stress, high energy, all the time, never was home, not a lot of downtime, to like, okay, what do I want my life to be like on the other side of this? Mm. And so I created this retreat for live performers. I realized how much I loved working with independent artists to help them with their their performances, because I thought, well, I've worked with all these big artists, and I helped them with their shows. I'm an artist. I'm personally an independent artist. I've got a one-woman mm-hmm. show. I play violin. I do looping things, you know, and I'd spent very many years alongside of touring developing my live performance so like when I was on tour if we were in Europe I would book shows you know Uh, the day off that we had in europe or wherever you know so i was always hustling my own stuff along the way and like you know producing and putting out remixes and all that kind of stuff so i've got like just a really soft spot in my heart for independent artists because Mm -hmm. you know a lot of artists they don't have the budgets to have all of the people come in like me like my team to, to work with them to help build their shows but they want their show to be special Mm -hmm. and there's so many independent artists especially now in the time of covid that are doing solo things right they're just performing on their own because they're at home alone so um so, I, I had this retreat and it was a week long, and it was like, you know, yoga, meditation, super nerdy Ableton live performance tips for independent artists. I had uh, Aluna George come, who's a friend of mine, great artist. Uh, Where was the retreat? It was in Florida. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it was what in kind Florida. Of a it was at an arts. Art Center, Um, a friend of mine had a connection with this art center there, and we just camped out. Beautiful space. Like, amazing. It was like a dream. It was like, oh my gosh, I just... Like, can I just live in this retreat <laughs> for the rest of my life because it was like super chill no one was yelling at me about you know lobby call or right. <laughs> uh, or, or we've got a new song and drake's coming in today and yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh we don't have the right mix and right. <laughs> all oh, yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. but like so it was just you know super great and then um On the other side of that, I started having more and more artists come to me saying, Well, how can we work with you? We saw that you were doing this. Like, do you do any online stuff? Like, people from all over the world. And I was like, Wow, okay, this is great. So I, about a year and a half ago, I developed my Transmute Accelerator program, um, which is a two-month accelerator for artists to learn how to design their own live performances. And so I had started that, um, we had two sessions last year of it, and people from all over the world, from like Singapore to Slovenia to Australia, just everywhere. Um, Super great vibe, all just like really high vibe artists that are really... Um, passionate about their music, ready to like take their stuff to the next level to create an engaging performance that's different from like you know the normal just sort of what I call more karaoke shows where you know they're just playing back a two track and there's no ability to like mix the background vocals or right. you know play uh, certain elements on top of it. So it's very much like artists that really want to be in control of their own shows. You know that they want to have the ability to change the song if they want. To who are like, switch up the set list and not have to rely on other people in the band or someone off stage. You know, they're just like, I want to, you know, do this song. And so, for instance, working with someone like Aluna, I mean, she's, you know, a very big dance artist. You know, she's, you know, was had a band she had all that and she just said you know I want to be able to press play on this my own song I want to be able to change my vocal effect if I want to I want to Mm -hmm. be able to like do some drum triggering or do this synth sound or whatever and so you know I helped her create her own one woman show which is fantastic Mm, she toured all over with that Um, and so it was basically Transmute was like based on, on that model of helping artists to be able to control their own show
1: how is the two month uh, training like f- functionality? How, how does it work? Is, are they pre recorded uh, video lessons? Are they live stuff? Like how, how does that work?
0: So some of it's pre recorded. So every week mm-hmm. um, there is are several lessons that they will, will, will watch. Cool. Um, I, I'm i actually now calling it the Netflix of live performance training okay. because we are constantly adding stuff into this library, like even now, especially now, because, gosh, mm. there's the the landscape has changed so much because of live streaming. Right. So it's like very different from a year ago. Like when I first did, did Transmute, it was all about... Performing in venues, right? Mm-hmm. And here, how to make your stage plot and your your writer, and right. how to tech your own stuff, and how to know, like you know, when the sound engineer says this, like know what they're talking about, and yep. and also like how to set up your own stuff, and like you know, if you're hearing the sound, what to do, or like, um, uh, so just really a to z of like mm-hmm. every step of what you would need to know to perform in a live venue, and. I think it was like halfway through last year, I was like, yeah, like, man, wouldn't it be cool to just add all these resources about live streaming, right? Because more and more people are live streaming and doing that. And, you know, I feel like not... A ton of people are doing it in a way that actually looks and sounds good, you know. So, <laughs> um, so you know, and of course, some of that is resource based, you know. And I and I do advocate for artists just doing the most with what they have. And if it's just mm-hmm. an iPhone, that's totally cool. Um, but if you can't invest in a couple things, you know, like. Um, some sort of better mic or uh, webcam, things like that. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it's great. So we started to incorporate the live performance, uh, the live streaming stuff. And then, you know, I had already been planning on running the course again when COVID hit. Um, And it just ended up being the completely right time and all the right artists came in and but sorry to answer your question. So it is pre-recorded stuff, um, and then we've got um, two sessions with me a week. One is goal setting and mindset, and one nice. is Ableton uh, mastermind. It's all the artists come in and ask questions, and we show things. And you know, cool. if anything isn't clear from the material, if someone has a specific you know question on their rig or their setup, and then we have guest artists come in. So nice. we've got two to three guest artists a week, plus two. Yeah. That's a lot. Plus all the material. When I say it's an intensive, it's an intensive. It's yeah. like, you got to be ready to go, you know? Yeah.
1: How, how much time are you, ex- do, do your students or do you call them students or artists or what do you call them?
0: Artists. Yeah.
1: Artists. Yeah. How much time do they have to spend a week on the program?
0: I would say probably about, I mean, if they're doing everything, probably like eight to 10 hours a week.
1: Okay, that's manageable. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting like five hours a day or something like no,
0: that. No no no, okay. no, 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 no. No, no, okay. But, I mean, and then you want to get your, your practicing in and, and all that stuff as well. So, you know, and everyone's at different levels. So, you know, we have material for, for various levels. And, you know, cool. those are people that are more just starting out. I try to say, you know, show them. It's like I say it's choose your own adventure. You know, you can go down this path. Cool. And then, like, later on, if you decide you want to take the harder path, you know, the more advanced path you can, all this material is going to be here for you. Yeah, nice. You know, so it's it's really tailored kind of to the, the different lanes that people... And everyone's got different knowledge, you know. Everyone's coming right. in, like, they know... Someone knows about lighting, but they don't know about sound or whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. And, and um, do you... Uh, Do you have a kind of a a way for these students or artists to network Mm -hmm. with each other?
0: Oh my God. Yeah. So we've got a Facebook group. It's cool. popping. <laughs> nice,
1: nice. Everyone
0: is in this group. It's crazy. It's like all of it goes down in the Facebook group because it's right. just everyone's in there just commenting and sharing. And yes, everyone loves to be the expert themselves, which is a right. great thing. So it's like someone will ask a question and I'll go to answer it. And I see that like five people yes. have already like replied like, oh, this is my thing. I know yep. this, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 that's great. I mean, that's very similar how Aries Take Academy operates, and yeah. we have the Facebook groups. And and similarly, like we've gotten to a point where it's like uh, for some of the courses that are just there's so many people in there that like we, m- me and the other instructor couldn't keep up with all of the the um, comments and questions and everything. So we just. Saw a few people who were very active at answering other other students' questions, and we appointed them as moderators. And yeah. so, like, they're now moderators, and because they're just they were so knowledgeable and they really went through it and took it to heart and learned it all. So, like, oh wow, everything you're answering is exactly what we would say. So, perfect, go for it. You're awesome, <laughs> and that's, it kind of worked that way.
0: Yeah, that's basically what happened to me too. I, nice. Actually, we call um, my artist transmutants. So <laughs> I had my from the first level. Uh, we, I had a transmutant. His name is Jules. He just was in like yeah. he was so in it. Was it. Super knowledgeable. And so now he's uh, my program manager and and TA. And so he'll answer a lot of questions and he helps coordinate things and is awesome. And I also have another TA who's a recent Berkeley grad. Uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, woman who's in there you know answering questions so yeah it's really cool to to have other people and bring other people in and now i'm able to like develop more content and do other things like that yeah
1: is this something that uh they sign up and it's like the two month intensive and they're out or is it something that they have access to after that or do you kind of set it up as like you go through it's two months you pay up front it's like cost this or is it like a subscription thing where they can come back to or how does that all work
0: well um So currently they can access the content you know okay. for life you know they, they we oh, are okay. using a, a platform they can access the access the content for life cool. um i am going to be doing a membership after this um mm-hmm. you know so people can get continued um help and support from us cool. if, if they wish yeah
1: nice yeah I, you know we're obviously experimenting with a bunch of different models uh before i started artist tech academy i took a berkeley college of music online course on on uh, horn arrangements because i was launching a funk band and i needed to learn how to arrange i'm I'm a, I'm a trumpet player also, but, like, I wanted to learn how to arrange horn, so I, like, took one of their online courses. And then, you know, a year later when I was like, oh, how do I do that thing again? What was it? And I, like, logged back in and, it was like, I was booted or I was, like, I couldn't have access to the information again. Like, ah. But I paid for the uh, course. So like I would, normally like you know, I'd keep my textbooks, but it didn't come with a textbook, it came with the lessons online. I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I took note of that. So I'm like, when I start my own school, like they will always have access to the information, is kind of like what we structured
0: our yeah. academy
1: like and, and that stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting.
0: I think that's important for sure, mm-hmm. you know. And,
1: and yeah, and the community component is huge. Like, honestly, that I consider is like the most valuable part of the courses is that you're amongst all these other driven uh smart hard-working talented people yeah. who have the same mission and goals as you do i mean that's invaluable just to have just to surround yourself with that kind of community like where are you going to find that community other than like on a college campus but even even that you know you're not it's it's this is so niche, like the stuff that you're teaching is so niche, oh, like yeah. where are you going to find that?
0: <laughs> right. It's so niche. Yeah. Uh, in fact, and this time around, you know, I have incorporated uh, things like yoga, uh, meditation, oh, cool. have Love a it. someone who's coming in and doing yoga, breath work, vocalization classes, all that kind of stuff. And so it really is a holistic like love it artist development programming yes it is like ableton and music technology and performance but it's like who are you as an artist Mm. what is your mindset like what are your goals let's talk about it and i'm incorporating more business stuff into the program as well because you know i've built now several businesses and yeah so you know artists of course want to know how to build their own business um so i love
1: it yeah well this sounds great and you said you now have a live streaming component too
0: yeah yeah so um all the material in there is being updated and has been updated and I've, I've just been nerding out on all the live streaming stuff since especially since covid hit Sure. you know i went into like high gear like master class mode started devouring all this info you mm-hmm. know and i feel like my setup is pretty tight. I did like a three-day uh, live stream a few weeks ago on YouTube with several okay. guest artists as a cool. as a launch event for Transmute, and um, you know went really well. And I've just learned a lot of cool techniques, and so it's it's very cool to see artists in my program because now it's like, well, we don't have to talk about how many outputs you're going to use, or we don't have <laughs> right. need to talk about. T- working with the venue right now, it's like we're going stereo. We going to talk about OBS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly.
0: So yeah. it's it's cool because everyone's at you know varying levels and everyone's using different things. And again, like the community aspect is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, well, we will. Is, is there a, when are you opening up the next transmute session? Or, or uh, we can link people to it in the show notes. And how does yeah, that all work? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be in July. Okay.
1: Um,
0: So, and then I also have the Transmute community in in Facebook. So it's my Mm. free community. Just go and, you know, we we do ask some questions because we want to make sure that everyone is, like, the right fit for the community because we are all about, you know, high vibe, intentional, purposeful artists that want to work on their live performances and give back to the community. So... Um, you know, if that, if you're listening to this and that sounds like you, like definitely go check out the transmute community on Facebook. So we've, you know, people are performing in there, they're posting stuff. I give feedback. We just did a contest, a transmute from home contest. And, um, I just picked the winner and that person wins a session with me. And, you know, we're doing like different contests and different fun things in there. And I'm sharing articles in there and, and fun stuff. Yeah. So that's a, a way to to get involved and um, check that out. And then, of course, when the next Transmute comes around, you know we'll be announcing it in that group and, of course, cool. on my mailing list and all that kind of stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, Laura, thank you so much for uh, for sharing and for, for being with me today. And it was great to, to chat with you and catch up yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me. Of course. And I never... We didn't even get to talk through i'll i'll announce it at the start of the show all your accolades and your concert master craziness and, and all the cool <laughs> okay. shit that you've done over your life and but uh-huh. i love i like you know i never have an agenda i want to just see where it where it takes us and so yeah. um yeah very cool well uh stay safe stay healthy stay sane and uh, i love hearing all the cool stuff you're doing and how you Thank are just you. kicking into high gear and you're not letting this quarantine shutdown lockdown discourage you (laughs) in any capacity so way to go hell yeah You by DistroKid. DistroKid is a distribution service that can get your music into all the DSPs like Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram. Over a million artists have used DistroKid. I'm one of those artists. I've used DistroKid to get my music out, distribute some of my songs. As you know, as I look into all of these distribution services, I test them out, and DistroKid is great. They offer a ton of features, annual fee unlimited uploads and you keep a hundred percent of your royalties check out distrokid.com